Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. everybody welcome to episode number 405 of gun freedom radio where we engage we educate and we inform we are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com where you set the price on guns ammo and accessories i am one of your hosts cheryl todd and i'm the other guy dan todd Today's theme is protecting faithfully, and our guest is Kim Zadrozny. Kim has worked as a businesswoman for a Fortune 500 company and three startup businesses. Kim's personal experience with harassment and assault motivated her to take a stand for the mature women. Mm -hmm. Mature women are often targets of domestic abuse, physical and sexual assault, harassment, and threats. She is a United States Concealed Carry Association instructor and a member of the Arizona Church Security Network. Fantastic. Welcome to the show. Fantastic. Yes. Thank welcome, you. Kim. Thank you. So, you know, I am a woman of a particular age, my own self. So, <laughs> so um, 21. Yeah. 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 Plus, plus, plus. She's right? 21, but we've been married 38 years. Yeah. Figure that one out. That is a perfect. It's yeah. creative math. Um, and so, this is so important because um, often many of us weren't raised with the idea of, you know, being uh, firearms carriers or, you know, really focusing in on self-protection. And so I'm loving that we're going to have this conversation today, but talk to us about your own personal experience with um, harassment and assault. The way we read you in, it almost sounded like it happened at your Fortune 500 company. Oh, so I want to no. clarify that, that that was not the case. It wasn't. It was here in Arizona. My daughter had a condo down in Scottsdale. My husband passed away when she was 18, but when she turned 21, she became a binge drinker. You know, she had three deaths in three years, which is a lot for, a, I don't want to say a child, but a young adult, sure. immature well, she got a boyfriend that took advantage. He was 35. She was 22. Well, I tried everything. You know, I talked to my FBI friends and I was never a big time gun shooter, just playtime. But with this boyfriend, I had tried everything, you know, mm -hmm. being nice, not being nice. Well, when my daughter was in rehab, he assaulted me. The police department came and here's what they told me. And my FBI friend came down and he says, well, you're not going to arrest him. They're like, no, he just punched her in the head. At the time, I was a 60 year old woman. He was 35. They gave him an assault charge and they didn't even take him to jail because this was that peaceful protest going on then. And oh I looked at him and I said, you're not going to take him to jail. He says, no, we can't. We just don't want to make any ruckus. Wow. They just, he just only punched Hit you me. in the head. And, and you know they told, Yeah. And this Arizona. is what they told me. I got a concealed weapon. 
and I had it. And they're like, you should have shot him. Really? I go, my daughter's in rehab. What would make me, if he would have kept coming at me, I would have probably broke his kneecap, but I wouldn't pull my gun unless he had a weapon on himself or, you know, he was taking control of me. But right. no, oh, a weapon is, God. you know what? A weapon can turn against the person very quickly. Well, and it is the method of, of final last resort. So I do applaud your um, self-control and understanding the legalities of what was going on. Uh, you understood the legalities better than the officers, it sounds like, because you, you so you're saying that it was during like our our summer of love, right? When yeah. there was just all these peaceful protests, burning cities down and everything was very uh, uh, emotionally inflamed. And so oh, everybody's all irritated to begin with. And this is the clincher on that one. Her boyfriend, I had a restraining or on him. Well, that tells you just exactly how much you already had a restraining really... order on, on him. Yeah, I've had seven. Him? Yeah, I've had seven on him. And he hit you after that and they didn't arrest him. No, they gave him an assault charge. They're like, well, we're not, we don't want to, you know, take him to jail because it was down in Scottsdale. He goes, we don't want to take him to jail. And I'm like, really? And their answer to me was, you should have shot him. No, I shouldn't have because I would have made my daughter have a bigger mental breakdown. You know, she's already in rehab. Right. at that time well they probably so, didn't want to take him to jail because they were afraid he'd get beat up for attacking a woman. a woman so um please tell me this person is no longer in your world oh no oh that's good that's good and where'd you so, bury him at <laughs> stop it okay you take him up north you just drop him in the canal ah, okay. both of you so it's kind of like uh the show yellowstone take him to the i love that show <laughs> <laughs> me too but listen all the people out there that are going to write us letters now, we are just joking. And here's how you know we're joking. Because she already, uh, Kim already expressed that she understood the law, the legalities of, you know, punching somebody in the face does not instantly um, require the use of a firearm. But you carried through with that and you got uh, the training with USCCA, the United States Concealed Carry Association. So talk to us about that journey. Well, when my daughter was doing this, and if anybody doesn't think you're on the other end of it, I was the addicted parent because I'm trying to do everything in my power, whether good, bad, or indifferent, you know, it doesn't make a difference. People think if you have money, don't have money. It's an addiction. It's a mental, we call it mental wellness because we don't want to, we're trying to help people. Yes. But during this time, instead of, you know, my daughter's like, well, you should be on antidepressants. And I says, no, I shouldn't be. I feel like I need to go help one family just like myself. Mm -hmm. So if they can get through what I did. So I wrote a book on empowering women. And I have probably 10 licenses now. In fact, tomorrow I leave for Michigan to go get my weapon um, seracoding certification because all my guns are pretty colors. They look like Louis Vuitton. They're pink. They're blue. <laughs> my dad goes, what do you need in that color? Women aren't scared when a woman trains them. Think about it. Would you let your husband buy you a pair of shoes, let alone a gun? And Don't there are it, women Dan. that should not have guns. And I back tell about, that. Back about 20 years ago, I bought Cheryl a purse. She made me take it back. 
That's true. Faggy learned his lesson. A very big lesson right there. So true. Um, I'm sorry, where were you going with your, what were you saying? With that, I saw a need for the mature market because women, like for myself, I don't want to look like nothing personal, a man. When I go shooting, I have a cute dress on with my leggings and all my tennis shoes match my outfits and my gun bags match my guns because they're all Cerakoted. I have a pink, purple, green, Louis Vuitton one, a Chanel one. So I learned and I build guns also. Oh, wow. I got very involved because I wanted people to realize I was never law enforcement, military. I was daughter enforcement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. But you know, you you bring up such a good point is that we do like to accessorize and there's gotta be men out there too, who, who would prefer like their own unique color That's what of, trucks are. of gun. People do with trucks and men do that with trucks. It's true because, you know, you can get the black, you can get the desert color, you know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. All the, I want the pretty colors. Like, like when I trained, like last year alone, I trained nine women over 80 had never, ever touched a firearm and women listen and they are good, but they wanted, I go, let's try this little pink one first. Then we're going to go to this rainbow one. Now we're going to go to my one that looks like Louis Vuitton. And they're like, okay, because you want to make it enjoyable. Even when I give a lesson, I says, okay, you golf. Yeah. Okay. Relax. We're going to pretend like we're golfing because you don't want to scare them. Yeah. You know, no, when we go fantastic. think about when you go to the shooting range and you hear the guy next to you shooting a 45, mm-hmm. yeah. you jump. And I go, that's common. So yeah. I want to make it a, a good experience and not every woman should. In fact, I'm coming up with a program for older women with canes that have cement in the bottom of them. So if they get in a situation, just whack them with a cane. Oh, interesting. So some more non-lethal methods. That is really great. So when you joined the USCCA, was that for just personal learning? Was that for your personal protection? Was that to teach? What what was that part? Actually, it started off, I got some private lessons. I had ordered a gun. My dad had gotten for me. He lives in Florida. I'm an only child. And I wanted this little SIG. He's about this small. They made a thousand of them. It took four years to get, well, I always had a nine millimeter. He goes, I go, what bullets does this take? My dad goes, well, you should know. Well, guess what? Stubbornness. And with, through my daughter, I decided I'm going to become a gun instructor. I don't know what I was thinking, but I've taken my EMT license. And with our church group, monthly, we have classes. The more certifications you have, if you decide to carry concealed anything, the less chance you have well, you're going to get a civil lawsuit, I believe, in this environment, no matter what. If he could, he if the guy stabbed me a thousand times and I shot him, I still would get a civil lawsuit, even yeah, though you shouldn't case. have been there. You okay. shouldn't have been there, right? <laughs> yeah. You and I know that. Just yeah. like in, look at New York City, that yeah. poor guy. Mm-hmm. You know what? Mm-hmm. He's trying to do something good, and they're making these bad guys look like they're good people. Mm-hmm. Us good people. My dad carried a gun for fifty years, never pulled it once. What does that tell you? We're not the ones doing it. We exactly. are educated. Exactly. Well, I, go but ahead. I want to look good if you I know, have to get another mug shot. Yeah. Right. I don't really know where I'm going with this, but it's just kind of weird. You know, back in the day, you know, women didn't go into gun shops 
and no. and women were abused it seemed like even more back in the day but it was just not newsworthy you know at the time oh. and um and i know and now that women are getting involved in self-protection and uh whatever it's it's great and the good thing the big plus about all this is that women are going to change the whole map on on guns uh it's going to be more acceptable women uh talk about guns you know they'll talk with their friends it, it will grow fast is what i'm saying and i think it's great i think women should be able to defend and protect themselves well the sign right over my shoulder here if you can see it past my microphone it says i am my own first responder yeah. absolutely I, I think we have learned that if no other time in history than definitely during the summer of love right where there were peaceful protests and everything was erupting and we're defunding the police. Nobody was there to come to your aid. And then the ones that did come to your aid just said, oh, well, you know, he just punched you. So you're fine. Yeah. I mean, come on. So now you look at, at a population of females of, you know, 50 and older, right? That does definitely describes me. And you have kind of carved out a little niche business to be able to serve, speak directly to and serve that community. Um, how long have you been doing this? Where, where do you see this going? Uh, do you have lots of people signing up? Talk to us about yes. that. But I go down, don't forget with the churches, with the women, a lot of them were never going to like you know, every church here in Arizona really has security. You wouldn't even, you guys probably know, it, but a lot of people don't know. Every church has security. And what we're trying to do is layer, maybe like some of the women that don't want to carry a gun, they're the greeters, but they can see that something's wrong with this person that's coming in. So they alert the next group. And then you have Johnny Smith, he's 15 and he's trigger happy. You don't want him de-escalating the event. Mm -hmm. He's going to be your last, you know what? form of defense mm -hmm. you know these churches think about it in a million years did i ever think that it would happen to church i mean you know what the peaceful protesting you're protesting the louis vuitton store really <laughs> yeah. right i think well, i'd like to protest the, yeah i'd like to protest a louis vuitton store too how about you dollars <laughs> worth well the uneducated criminal thinks that churches are a gun-free zone they don't go to church. They don't really know, but wake up America because they're not gun-free zones. And, they are and, not gun-free. Right. And look at the examples of people that have, have stopped uh, crimes from happening in churches because they are up on everything. So it's great. Well, one of the programs that I'm personally involved in, we do train a lot of churches and it's called Faster Saves Lives. And so, um, you know, there we're able, to, it was designed for schools, but we're able to get into churches way ease, more easily because schools have all these layers of politics, oh, yes. right? That people leave their brain at the door thinking that, well, no, we've got this sign up saying no guns allowed here. So clearly no bad guys are going to bring their guns, right? Churches don't have all of those layers of politics and churches are able to actually put security in place. 
And it sounds like you've been doing this for quite a while and you're ahead of the curve on this. So I really applaud that. Um, and so you train for your own church as well as other churches. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. And you know what, we're going to be going, um, national, but I'm involved also with the 501C and we help with, we call it mental wellness, but we've gotten these churches to get people like members that are nurses or counselors. So people can go there because not everybody can be in lockdown like my daughter or people don't have the money or they're not going to do that. But at least if they can talk to other people, you know, we all have something wrong with us. You know, I'd like to say I'm perfect, but I'm not, not even close to like, everybody looks at me. They're like, you've led the perfect life. Kim. I go little do you know, and I'm not scared to talk about my daughter and my, you know what battle, but I did not enable myself. I decided I'm going to empower other women. If I can't save my own child, I'm going to empower other women. So they don't go through what I've gone through. Like I'll go down to some of these shelters. It's very still. You can't, you know, think about the lockdown, all the women that got abused and men get abused too. Don't let kid yourself. A lot of women know those trigger words and they'll get the husband arrested or, you know, that's called marriage counseling. Yeah. You know, I was married 30 years, you know, my husband's deceased now, but we had good years, you know, marriage is like a job. That's what I tell people. Good years and bad years. Good days, bad days. Well, I want to raise. You want to raise (laughs) seriously. Yeah, working together and being married 30, what are we? 38. 38 now. Wow. Actually, I would have been married, what, 39 years. Oh, gosh. Well, we're sorry for your loss. Um, Could I ask how your daughter's doing now? Yeah. Uh, Really good. Um, Yeah. My cousin, she's my age, she's 62. She come out a year and a half ago. Well, I shipped my daughter back to Michigan. She works at Ford as a CAD engineer, but I had to get her out of this environment into an unfamiliar environment. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be 26. In fact, I haven't seen her for a year and a half. I talked to her about four times a week, but I didn't want to trigger anything. So when I go back to the sodium class, I'm going to meet her boyfriend. And we're going to celebrate her birthday, but you don't reward bad behavior. She's doing good now, so we can reward good behavior. Good for you. I love that. That's so good. But it wasn't fun going through. Oh, right. Well, it's an inspiration, though, to hear you say that there is life on the other side of this kind of stuff. There is. I think too often people feel like, you know, well, I guess we got to write that person off instead of understanding that yeah. there is help available and, and uh, there's life on the other side. So we've talked about um, church security. We've talked about personal security, training women, training women of a particular age. Does all of that kind of come together and culminate in this new uh, company that you're developing called Faith Protect? What Talk to us about that. Faith Protect, I started that three years ago, and we had had Robert and Donna Schuler come out. We had some other ministers because we knew when we were locked down, we didn't think it was going to be that long. It was in May, May when it first happened. So we were only two months in, and we're thinking that everybody flew from California, Michigan, because I'm real involved with uh, the National Church Associations. And 
we were talking about there, there was already a mental, you know, problem. Well, we knew right. with the lockdown, it was going to get worse. Yes. And through some of my experiences, like, like when Donna Schuler had come out, she had told me three of her friends, she, they had boys that they were in their thirties committed suicide. What is so bad in your life to commit suicide? Oh. Well, this lockdown, nobody talks about all the people that have OD, you know, Maybe they were on the brink, but it just put them over the edge. Could you imagine having your parents in a nursing home and you couldn't go see your parents? I know. No. I know. The people who had to die alone in hospital beds with nobody around them but hospital staff. Uh, it's And the reverberating effects of that for the family that didn't get those moments together and those moments of closure. We can't believe that we're not going to have reverberating impact oh we're having it you know you think about all the people well there's a new drug out there now you know because i work with a lot of dea guys fbi guys and it is fascinating their stories but women don't want to be trained by them because my girlfriend she was never going to get a guy go oh you're going to shoot with me if i'm shooting so i take her friday we go every friday well the first time she got her gun she comes over to my house crying i go what's wrong Bill was mean to me. I go, mean to you? Yeah, he had no patience for me taking me out with my new, uh, she got a new little pistol. I go, never let a man buy your shoes, let alone your gun. And she ended up getting rid of the gun in a month. And we got her a red gun. She wanted red. So I Cerakoted it red. Nice. That's, that's great. And, you know, sometimes it really is just a, a matter of how we communicate with each other. And I have been, you know, trained by, you know, men and women. Some women are more brash than men and, and vice versa. So I think it's just finding that good fit. But I love that we have so many women who have stepped forward now to make yourself available like you have so that, you know, who you connect with, you are going to have such a powerful impact on changing their lives and the lives of all of their sphere of influence, because they found a teacher that they really connect with and not a drill sergeant. <laughs> no. And you know what? I've had fun too with, you know, ex Navy SEALs that train, but I tell the boys, you know what? You get rough with me. I'm older and I'm meaner. <laughs> That's fantastic. You know, you got to practice, you know, getting shoved down. Well, I go, somebody might have to help me up. You know, I'm 62. Everybody <laughs> thinks I'm a little younger, but I'm 62. But I go, if you shove me down, when I shove you down, I'm going to shove you a little harder. That's great. Well, back, yeah. back in my day, you know, you took people out and it was stupid, but you took people out shooting that never shot a gun before. Think about started, it. You started with the biggest gun you had the most and then you laughed about it ah look at that it's so stupid because you know we didn't think about so instead of scaring people right. like we yeah. used to do you know you're starting about not only with tools that are appropriate for somebody that's new but then you make them pretty and fun besides right. so i love this talk to us um just before we wrap up so faith protect specifically what is faith protect Faith Protect is a company that we donate to um, the churches and the organization is MOGA and we donate to the churches to help them get staff so that when people have issues, you know, we learned that instead of opening up like a wellness center 
it would there was too many red tape with the government well the churches they they're set up for that so they can take in and help these people and we've got it set up where they can go on zoom we've got it in five states now but we're trying you know we're getting more money as we go along but we sell like um you can see this is a cross whistle but he can also be a little weapon and then we do this is a police whistle but Hold see they're decorating just a little higher and then the other one let me see the other one he's a cross whistle okay but you can use them to stab somebody too if you were to need to oh they've got sharp edges on them then yeah and then what you know we make stuff like this we tried and then like if people want but see the That's little right. bullet slices yeah, that's empowering men or women, but this women would probably wear this for your earrings but, and your yeah. necklace. That's pretty. But Very we make cool. we make this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we have crosses. Teaching. But yeah, we tried to keep it very clean. And um, we wanted to help with the mental wellness. I think there's a big we have a big, you know, think about it. We're letting all these illegals come over. What do you think is going to happen? There's going to be more drugs, more trafficking scares me to death. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's doubled. Really, it's, so it's think about women. Problem. We're older. Mm. Our eyesight is the best weapon you can have. Stay away. You know, like I don't go out late at night. And if I have to, I know where I'm going to go. But if it looks unsafe, I don't need to go. Right. I, I agree with and that. And I'm not texting on my phone when I'm getting in my car. I tell people that situational awareness is one of the most, you don't need a weapon. A weapon can turn on somebody. That's, That's what people and, and the think other side about says that a lot, actually. And they use that as a fear tactic to understand it as a reason to train more effectively. That I can appreciate and understand to say, here is a possible situation so here's why we're going to train to be sure that it, you have control of your firearm uh, or maybe realize there's a lot of people that go through training and what they realize is that maybe a firearm doesn't fit their life, doesn't fit their needs. And that keeps everybody safe too. But Kim so. was right. Uh, aware of your surroundings is, is 95%. Mm -hmm. It because, is big because, time. Because if somebody knows that you're aware of your surrounding and these predators, they watch. And if they know that you're confident and you're, you know where you're going and you know what you're doing, they're going to look for the person that's not. That's true. Because it's just like I'm always hopeful. Right. I'm always hopeful. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, Kim, this has been a delight. And um, just as we start closing out, will you tell folks how they can follow all the work that you do, become involved in Faith Protect? You know, buying some very cool jewelry and and helping to fund these mental wellness programs for churches. Just give us your your websites, your social media pages, however we can follow. It's faithprotect.com and all our social media is on the left hand side. And you can see, in fact, I, I'm making a um a set for women ages 50 and above for our churches and for uscca because think about it, there's not there's like intermediate handguns for women or beginning handguns for women but it doesn't just have to be for women but we're trying to get them just to be comfortable i don't care if you want to shoot but i had 
um, I help with marriage counseling too. And I helped this couple. Well, he drank at three o'clock and they were married for 40 some years. She'd never shot a gun. I go, do you realize what you're doing? Letting him do this. And she, well, she shoots now every week and she's 80, he's 80. And I said, she goes, boy, Kim, now I understand. Yeah. No you doubt. can't be leaving stuff around. And if somebody's drinking, that's a no, no, you know, firearms and alcohol don't, well, a lot of things don't mix with alcohol. That's yeah. true. That is so true. Well, thank you again so much. I know that we will see each other again. We're both here in Arizona. Um, you know, I'm passionate about church security. You're passionate about church security. Um, this is, this is a wonderful connection and I'm so glad to have met you. I'm glad that I met you too. All right. Thank you so much. And God Thank bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Thank you. God bless. So it's super important to think about, you know, that women yeah. need to be protected as well as men. And they, I, I just have to say when we're out, I feel a hundred, I feel even more safe because not only am, am I there to watch, but you're there and my daughter's there. Exactly. And so if, if I get caught off guard, mm -hmm. then you're going to be there. Absolutely. And, <clears throat> you know, when you think about our aging population and you think about how vulnerable really anyone is, but then, you know, you, you put the, the varying, the, the, you know, you've got a young, this 30 year old young man is punching this 60 some year old female you know, there's a size difference. There's a strength right. difference. There's so many disparities with that. And, um, you know, maybe the fact that they, they had the, the common connection of the daughter is what kept it from escalating. Certainly on Kim's side, she said, if I harmed this person, it's going to harm my daughter mentally, even more than where she already is. Um, imagine you're in the parking lot, you know, right. there's no other connection between the the person punching the the older woman in the face that can only go in the wrong direction so our takeaway for this program is that you know you need to learn how to defend yourself but more important is that you need to learn what you can and can't do and yes. you know as as we were saying you know there's the anti-gunners are saying that people that have protection are going to end up them using that protection against them, you know, a firearm. And the more that you are aware, the more that you train, the more the chance that that can't happen. Exactly. And you you need to get involved. You need to, uh, you need to train. I think that really is, you know, the core underlying message yeah. of the whole um, conversation is that training is the key to right. safety. Right. And just, Again, with the little sign behind me, it's the DC project. Our whole thing is education is the key to safety, not legislation. Right. Right. The young man that punched her in the face, he darn well knew that that was not an okay thing, if not an illegal thing. If he had a restraining order, then he knew it was illegal to even be around her. Right. So it's education is the key to safety. But just because you have a restraining order and he punches you in the face doesn't mean you can shoot him. Exactly. And that's why it's so important, you know, to, to know what to do. Don't be a victim, but know what to do. Exactly. Well, that was fun. And 
you know, Kim and I just kind of met online. Uh, she saw what we do and and uh, had this podcast and all the stuff we do with advocacy for the Second Amendment. And she reached out and she said, I would really like to talk to your audience about um, what I do and, mm -hmm. and that I train women in this certain category of age and so forth. And I'm right here in Arizona. So I was like, heck yeah, let's let's definitely connect. So uh, we have such an incredible blessing to interact with people that otherwise I probably would have never met Kim, right? We live on opposite ends of the, the valley. But I want to thank you, Kim Zadrozny. Did I say it right? Zadrozny? Yep. I think it did. And also all of our amazing listeners and viewers from all across the nation, wherever we have internet on this planet, we have viewers. And the fact that people are expressing that interest in our subject matter experts and the subject matter itself, that is just really, uh, that lifts us up in the work that we do. And when you want to go back and watch this show or any of the shows that we have out there, it, we're on YouTube, GunStreamer, uh, any of the platforms that you get your, your video content, please be sure to click the subscribe and the notifications because that tells the platform that this information is valuable and wanted because there's plenty of voices out there that want to say that, oh, those gun people, they're just these fringe elements and, right. and nobody really wants to hear about uh, guns or that we're somehow spreading hate speech and that sort of thing. So when you do, when you hit subscribe and notifications, that's powerful. So please do that. We appreciate it. If you want to listen to the audio only version, because maybe you're on a Sunday drive or out for a bike ride with the beautiful summer weather that's coming here in Arizona. It's, I think it's, we yeah, already hit a hundred summer weather. <laughs> we already hit a hundred. So all you people back East can say it's your turn now. That's true. You know? But our turn is short. It's only a couple months and we have these things. I, I think it's called air conditioning. Thank God for air conditioning. I'm yeah, telling it, you. You know, we have them in our cars. In the car. And we have them in our homes <laughs> and our businesses too. It keeps us from bursting into flames. Let's yes. be honest. Uh, so if you want to listen to the audio only version of our shows, just go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com. Click the on demand tab and binge listens to your heart content, darling. <laughs> what was that little choreography? Oh, my hair. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, and uh, when you want to see photos and bios and links to all of the guests we've ever had on and all of their works, same website, click the guest tab. It is an ever growing database of information. And when you spend time there, we don't hate that. All right. Until next time, pray for our nation, pray for our leaders, right? Even the ones that we're frustrated with, and maybe especially the ones that we're frustrated with. And I think that's a, that is an ever growing list. Unfortunately, we need more representatives. Let's pray for that as well. And until next time, be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless. Bye-bye.